Hello and welcome to another episode of IE Sports Basketball Talk. Hello and welcome to week 17 news and notes. We're going to start things off by wishing my boy Stefan Marbury a happy 46th birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Hope you're, hope you're still dominating over there he's, overseas. He's, I'm pretty sure he's back in the U.S. Oh, he's back. Even better. Hope you're making a comeback. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever you're doing. I think he retired. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Um, and let's kick things off with, uh, as you can see, there's, um. oh, I should probably say who we are. I'm Kilroy. He's Mongo. I know he. we both look slightly different. I have different glasses, and he doesn't have hair. That's fair. That's very, very fair. There's normally a beard right about, and yeah. I'll explain why later, why that happened. It's actually going to come up in context today. Oh. Get excited. <laughs> Spoiler, I'm going to explain where my beard went. If, if you're not interested now, you won't be. Um, you may also notice we're only at half strength. Uh, oh, Tommy, yeah, yeah. That's something else you guys probably noticed. Tommy and Kevin have the week off. Uh, much like the real NBA, uh, we are on our all-star break. Um, so we said, everyone go wherever you want. And everyone left us. So, But the good news is, <laughs> the good news is we're here still. Yes. We have a lot to talk about. We do. We have some uh, interesting things. So we're going to start off with uh, Tank Talk with Tommy. Well, without Tommy. Without Tommy. <laughs> Tank Talk without Tommy. What a segment. We're going to do tank talk, but Tommy isn't there. We're going to do some tank talk. Tommy's not in his chair. Well, I mean, he might be in a chair or his chair. He's just not. I hope he is. I hope he's relaxing somewhere. But nonetheless, we're we're sans Tommy, but there's still a -a tankathon going on. Mm -hmm. If you're just joining the world, there's a really, really, really good prospect coming over from France named Victor Wimbayama. And there's a lot of teams that have simply given up on the world in an effort to try and get them. So Tommy has been keeping us in the loop each week on who's making moves um, to get him. However, of course, Tommy, because you're not Tommy, I'm not Tommy. Tommy is not here. Um, So we're going to honor him with a sort of abbreviated look at what's going on. Would you like me to do the honors or you got it? There's some teams. They're bad. Nailed it. No, uh, we'll go, a little, go on, go a little bit more in depth than that. So because of the all-star break, we haven't had many games since the last time you saw us. Um, the Spurs are still really bad. The Rockets are still really bad. The Pistons are still really bad. The Hornets are still really bad. And they're at the bottom of this thing. And then at the top of the tank, we have some really disappointing teams. The Bulls, the Trailblazers are there. The Lakers are there. And ironically, we're going to talk about all of them later. Um, but I do need to real quick talk about two teams who are currently in the lottery. Um, one is doing really good things. One is doing really bad things. I want to talk about the Spurs real quick. Um, mm, is that the good or the bad? They're the good, believe it or not. 
which is shocking considering they're 0-10 in their last 10. So how could this be good, you may ask? Um, shout out to Tommy. Tommy's not here, obviously, but he's a diehard Spurs fan. Um, so I'd be remiss if I didn't give the honor here. Um, even the Spurs are doing everything brilliantly right now. They are 0-10 in their last 10. Um, they have dropped to, to the second pick right now. Um, so they're they're tanking like bosses. But at the same time, you know, they've been doing everything right. Keldon Johnson, they've been developing. Devin Vassell, they've been developing. Malachi Branham has been playing a ton of minutes the last week, couple weeks. Um, Jeremy. You know, Jeremy Sohan has been doing great. And now they just signed Charles Bassey, who was a 76ers second rounder, who got cast off way too early, in my opinion. Um, and they just signed him to a four-year deal that's effectively looks like a rookie first-round contract, um, basically giving him – what he always wanted, which was being a first round NBA pick. Um, and his per 36 are bonkers. Um, he's, he's more of a backup center type because he's more of an energy guy, but the fact that they are looking to the future as though, you know, it's a lottery. So at the end of the day, you have to assume no matter how bad we are, there's a chance we don't get a top pick. And in this particular draft, it's Wembayama and, and Scoot Henderson are an obvious one too. And then it falls off. So you have to imagine a world where you don't get one of those two top guys. And I feel like the Spurs are just doing a way better job of any other team of planning for, for doomsday. And so, you know, shout out to the Spurs and shout out to Greg Popovich for everything he's doing there, really developing a team that, that will be better next year, no matter what happens. Good job, Spurs. Good job, Pop. Now on the other side of that, the bad team, I got to talk about the Utah Jazz for a minute. Real quick before sure, you do. Go ahead, please. Let's not forget, the Spurs started off the season with major controversy, too. Correct. Joshua Primo, not good. Uh, it looked like it could have been, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a a wrench in Popovich's otherwise perfect side. Uh, but he's done a great job of just showing why he is who he is. Um, now, on the other side of things, we have the Utah Jazz, who, if you flash back a couple episodes, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, after... 14, 13 weeks of saying the Jazz are bad, they're going to finally fold. I made the grave mistake of finally giving them a compliment. I said, when you look at the Jazz's schedule, it is so easy. They have floated this long. I now finally believe the Jazz can stay in there. Well, since then, they've gone two and four, and the Thunder have gone three and two, and they fall out of the play. <laughs> they are now 11th in the West. And uh, sorry, that's on me. If you're a Utah Jazz fan out there, 100% my bad. I completely jinx them. Sorry. And now I'm back off of them. I gave them one good week, but the Jazz stink. They're out of it. Sorry. Good luck next year. <laughs> I wouldn't count them out. It's too, too early. I I, I have to. Now. I, I They're going to be a thorn in my side for the rest of this year. Because every it's time I them, seem and, to... and them and the Lakers for the uh, 9 and 10. Oh, I, I, I've, I, been, I I've been team Lakers the whole time, so I hope so. I'd be willing to be wrong about the Jazz if I was right about the Lakers because I felt more confident about the Lakers. But uh, the, the I, we're going to talk about it, in, you know, when we get to the list because um, there are a couple teams in the West who have made some major moves in the uh, last mm -hmm. couple of days. Um, there's but, there's something I want to add to this before we move on from the tank talk with Tommy. But finish your sentence. But seven through twelve in the West and in the East actually are wild right now. That playing area, um, you know, is, is is pretty crazy on, on both sides, and we'll break it down further as we go. Um, but but it you know the proof is in the fact two and four 
you know, it doesn't sound that bad. All right. Well, we, you know, if one game went the other way, we'd be 500, but it was enough to knock them out of the playoffs. I mean, the play in, in this case, um, but it's amazing how close those teams actually are. So the team I want to talk about is the Chicago Bulls. Go on. They were one of only two teams, I believe. I don't know who the second team is off the top of my head. Um, Ty and our, our stats guy's not here to look it up. <laughs> that did not do some sort of trade during the trade deadline. Mm. And it is really shocking, especially seeing they had a very major problem. Now, they we'll talk about it later. They kind of addressed it. Uh, but they had a major problem with the fact that their start, starting point guard has pretty much been out the whole year. They've been putting people here and there. They have some talented players that they could have probably that are young that they could have traded. Especially seeing this team was looking like a playoff team the past few years. I think they made the playoffs last year at a pretty high, relatively high seed. I, I think they made the top six. Right, remember they were the team that overachieved even though they didn't beat anybody good. Right. Um, but at the same, but they should they should there was going to be a fall off just because that. DeMar DeRozan wasn't going to play like Will Chamberlain right. again. Um, Nor should he have. I mean, that's not his fault. Right. If you're a Bulls fan blaming DeRozan, that's on you. So there was expected to be a fall off, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this bad. Yeah. it's It looks bad. They could have addressed it in the trade deadline because there were plenty of point guards available in the trade market that they could have gone out and traded for. They have a piece that people want in Kobe White that they could have traded who is a free agent? Yes, I think he's restricted, but he may not be. I'm not sure. Angry restricted again. That would be Kevin. Kevin, please come back soon. So you, they you could have such a role on th- this. Team. But that's still a piece that they could have traded to get someone that that, that that was a better starter. They got someone in the end. We'll talk about that later. But is it too late? We'll talk about that again as we can later on. But I, it does not look well. Good for them. Uh, the East is getting easier but tougher at the same time. Yeah, and, and again, we've talked about this every week with Tommy. And again, shout out, Tommy. We miss you. Come on back. The Bulls pick belongs to the Magic. Yep. So they're one of the few teams out there that has zero incentive to just plummet unless they get to the top four. It's top four protected. So where the Bulls are sitting right now, which is like with the 10th, 11th pick, they're in straight-up purgatory. they got to either just forfeit games, which obviously you can't do. I'm being facetious. Or you got to go for it. And so, um, you know, the the Bulls really need to step on the gas immediately. And it just it seems like they're a team content to just get out of this year. But getting out of this year at the expense of your first round pick is not a good strategy. It just isn't. Nope. All right. Well, I think that that was a good tank talk. I think that leads us well into the next topic. So I didn't I don't want to go too much more. Absolutely. Thank you all. For joining us for Tank Talk without Tommy. Thanks, no Tommy. Time for the list. The list. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. If you haven't been watching our <laughs> baseball show, I try to say play ball at the start of every episode, and Tora cuts me off. Well aware of that, I'm proud of how fast I got that the list. <laughs> so this is the list.
starring the this guy and the this guy, since we're the only ones left on the basketball team. And we're going to run down um, the what's going on in the basketball world here as fast as we can for you. Um, there, it's shocking to be quite honest. It's it's All Star Weekend. It's literally all quiet on the Western Front. Yet there's still so much going on. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna check it out for you and break it down as best as we can. There was an All Star game yesterday. Um, I didn't watch it. I don't. I so I'm 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 not gonna be a spoiler of this for anyone. But I don't watch the All Star games. I haven't watched them since we were like in high school and we watched them together in our friend's house. Right. It was it was fun to have an excuse to hang out right. when you were kids. Now it means nothing. I got to be honest. There's only one part of this I didn't watch, and it was yesterday. I did not watch. I actually, I wasn't. I wasn't home Saturday, so I taped Saturday. I did not watch the All Star game for a minute. I and the the three point shooting contest and the slam dunk contest haven't interested me in years. I'm the slam dunk contest used to. I don't know something about it just doesn't appeal appeal to me anymore like it used to. Well, so let's let's rewind real quick here. But congratulations to the winner. the The All Star weekend means nothing. We know that. It doesn't affect who wins. And honestly, to me, I get why they broke down from the East-West format to try and attract the younger viewers and try and make it feel more like a pickup game. But to me, the only reason to ever be incentivized was I'm rooting for my side. I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm rooting for the East. You're a Nuggets fan, you're rooting for the West. By breaking that out, if you're just a casual fan or if you're a fan of a team that doesn't have an all-star, you have no incentive anymore. It's a dumb idea. Please go back to East-West. Um so the All-Star game means nothing to me. But now leaving the All-Star weekend, there are three top stories. Like if you just literally go to Twitter and see like what's trending, there are three top stories. Two of them are controversial. Let's put that into perspective for a second. This weekend means nothing. Think about why Kilroy and I would love to be famous one day, but how we know when we're famous is when we become controversial, right? Those go hand in hand, right? Only when you matter do people start criticizing you. We're just two dudes in a dining room, so we know Stephen A. Smith is not going to call us out on a bad take tomorrow. We know we're safe. That would be pretty awesome. So it would be great, but then we would be relevant. So the fact that this is an irrelevant just exhibition weekend, yet there's controversy from it, is almost impressive in the worst way possible. The fact that people are talking about this negatively is shocking because how can something so meaningless anger so many people? Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, during the celebrity um game that they do they did like the where fans look like oh stars. i did that was pretty bad that was really bad. that was awful if you missed it um actor uh simu lu and i apologize if i'm not pronouncing that right um was put up on the board with a with a fan who looked like him and it was just two asian americans who looked nothing alike um and it was a pretty rough sell of how was it not racist um, and then in the meantime, DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks went 20 points, 10 boards, and four blocks in the celebrity game. Did you see this? I did. And then immediately got drug tested by the NFL. So a lot of really bad looks coming so, out of a well, that, okay. At least that's not the NBA's fault. Weekend. No, that's not the NBA's fault. The NFL but, is known for, for for being ridiculous right. with its drug policy. So so not a great look. Now in the three point contest. Um, Dame Lillard wins. It's it is what it is. It's a bunch of big names underachieving. That's always what the three point contest is. However, you do have to question the fact now that they're taking more time off each year. Is it going to get harder for these guys to chuck that many threes in a row? 
right? Like they're they're kind of babying these stars throughout the year. So if they're babying the stars, but they're also trying to make the three-point contest have more stars, those two things honestly just get rid of the three-point shooting contest. Don't it's boring. Go together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no there's nothing there's nothing about it that's entertaining. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm with you on that. So with all that being said, at least the slam dunk contest has an art form to it. The dunk contest has one thing that makes this whole weekend worth it. Oh, so the guy from the 76ers who wasn't actually an NBA player, but was Mac an NBA McClung, player. baby. It is Mac McClung. This whole weekend was a D at best, an F at worst, and then Mac McClung saves it. Kilroy is absolutely right. Mac McClung is a G Leaguer who, by definition, is an NBA player only because he's on a two way contract, but he has no right being in this thing. But if you have not watched it yet, Please go ahead, and you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just Google Mac McClung dunk. All four of his dunks will come up. First of all, I don't know how much of this you got to see, but when this dude jumps over somebody, his head almost goes into the rim. His height is dumb. It is like zero gravity dumb. But second of all, his last dunk, and you'll know which one it is because he's wearing his high school jersey. It's the one where he's in a different shirt. Um, he does a 540 dunk. But what makes it so impressive is that in the air, he himself does a 720. So when he's at 540, he dunks, but then continues. What a lot of these guys do is they take off from the free throw line or they do a flip or they do a jump or they jump over somebody or whatever, but then they get to the rim and it's an immovable object, right? So that logically stops them. So they might wave their feet or might, you know, pull up on the rim or something to make it look more impressive, but that ends of the dunk. He managed to literally go through the dunk. He lands the dunk and not like tips it in, like legit slam and keeps going. The 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 agility you need and also that the hand speed and hand strength you need to dunk but not be stopped by the rim is insane. Nobody to my knowledge nobody talked about that. And the degree of difficulty of his last dunk to dunk but not stop his body was one of the best this dunks is, I've this seen. Is it crazy. was very impressive. This is crazy. This sounds. We, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I I really have not watched anything with this All Star Slam Dunk Goddess Three Point Shooting Goddess Skills Challenge with the Giannis's. None of that that I want. Oh, we have to talk about that in a minute for sure. My son is is saying hello yeah. to everyone. That's 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 Kilroy's son shaking a rattle in the corner there, which is adorable. Not gonna lie, but yeah, we got to talk um, about the Antetokounmpo. Speaking of family, we got to talk about the Antetokounmpo's in a minute because. And but, uh, but that that let's see that would would make me interested in watching because it's very reminiscent of Vince Carter with the honey dip where he right you it know, was, that's you don't see stuff like that because that's that's came, just so physically difficult to do and it came out of nowhere because who thinks Seth McC- Tampa Bay Ray Seth McClung's nephew is that who he <laughs> that's is? who he is he's Seth McClung's nephew is going to be a dumb champion nobody thinks that everyone thinks all right we just we're just throwing another remember this has been going on for about four or five years where we just throw the young guys you know out there and just see let's just see how athletic they can look. You know, uh, they they now have Shaq on on his own phone. You know, they have Shaq Cam and um, and Draymond's on the mic, and they do everything they can to make it to oversell it. So when you watch it, you get the idea that it's going to be hokey no matter what. And then all of a sudden, this one dude actually lands it. You know, actually masters the dunk, and you're like, oh man, I wish they had like warned me this was going to be good. Like I wish I had known who it's, this guy was. So the funny thing is, it was it was it was not expected to be, uh, or based off of, of, of a bunch of people. They were like, oh no, this is going to be this is this is uh, 
This is as bad as since Aaron Gordon and um, oh, Aaron Gordon got so robbed. Fight me in the in the comments below. Fight me in the streets if you think Aaron Gordon didn't deserve to win his dunk contest. And I'm pretty sure he did get robbed. I don't think there was a question. He got about robbed. It. He 100 got robbed. Um, I don't know. I just missed the old. I, I, there's, I don't know. I'm just an old man. No, now, now, real quick, we got to move on. But the the skills competition. Yeah, the etiquette. There were booths. there were three teams. This is like when you go to a, a bar mitzvah when you're a kid and you're told let the bar mitzvah boy or the bat mitzvah girl win like the games that they play. There were three teams. The Utah Jazz had a team. They put a bunch of rookies out there together, which, of course, is not going to end well. And then not only did they put together the Antetokounmpo's, who did awful last year, but then Giannis was hurt. So it was the bad Antetokounmpo's trying to win this and thing. Drew Holiday. It was so obviously rigged for the Jazz to win that it was it was, it was was like when you let the uh, – again, I can't describe it. Anymore. It's like when you let the birthday boy win a game at his own birthday party. Um but come on, guys. I, I the Antetokounmpo's were terrible at this year. Go with Steph, Seth, and Del Curry. Go with who's ever left able to dribble a basketball from Brent Barry's family. There were like nine Barrys. Let Brent and Rick be a team. There are so many families. The Collins out. brothers. Yeah. <gasps> let the, the Lopez brothers. Let the, Lo- the Collins brothers. Do that. Do something. I I find and it, any other twins. I find it hard to believe that the Lopez's. Honestly, I would rather watch Robin Brooke and any cousin of theirs who can dribble a basketball than the Antetokounmpo's fail at this again. No, is, no, no, no. It is absolutely it's Robin insane. And Brooke and, and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. We both had the same joke. <laughs> we went a different way, but you get the point. The point is, I there are other families of basketball out there. How how did we honestly or make it a make it a a, a family like put. Put uh put Ben Rashid and Gerald Wallace out there together or something like that. You obviously you get the you get the insanity of it, but you get the point. You know, put Michael Red, AC Green, and somebody with the last name Brown out there as the color crew. You know, have some have some fun mm, with it. You gotta have a different but, name. But the point is, <laughs> no, the color crew like, uh, like have to have a different name, like the show on on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. it's okay. I, I tough tough crew tough crowd over here. We all know it's a sh- it's a kid show. Fight this guy in the streets. Um, but you 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 get my point. You could do so many fun teams like the Amazing Race has. You know the circus performers, the ballerinas, the nurses, the teachers. Whatever. And one you contest. Can, you can come up with so many different ways other than oh, we have to keep running the Antetokounmpo's out there. Just have it a was, street ball con- Just literally do the and ones. Have them come. Pay them, yeah, or form. Yeah, yeah, you actually have a, you actually you're right. You have a league that has professional three, three team, you know, three player teams out there, and here we are just being like, oh, they're all brothers. Yeah, that'll that'll work. That'll be entertaining. Everyone loves Thanos, whatever his name is. That'll be that'll be great. Um, yeah, it's it's it. We, they can't come back. I I listen. I love Giannis. He's been sitting on my dynasty fan basketball team for a billion years. Uh, that there are so many other options. But uh, but as hokey as it was, I mean, it was entertaining. Dunk contest saved it. Three point contest was bad. Uh, that that's my take. All right, next, next topic. <laughs> next topic. We're gonna do some quick stuff real quick. Uh, as quick stuff tends to be. Joe Mazzillo. Mazzula. Mazzula. Congratulations. The Celtics have officially made him their head coach. Yeah, the Celtics are good. Spoiler. Um, doesn't matter who their coach is. Yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. So uh, this was a team that faced some controversy in the offseason um, when Imo Doka um, did, you know, his thing. We'll just say it that way. Um, so stabilizing their coaching position is a no-brainer for them. 
Um, the fact that this is basically still Brad Stevens' operation means anyone can kind of chill there and do their thing. Um, they have stars, so generally stars tend to be a little more coach-proof, um, you know, in the form of Tatum and Brown. Um, so this is a no-brainer. I like what Boston does here. Um, I also like when they do it. Um, you know, you're you're at the All-Star break, so you have a few days to kind of let it sink in. You can celebrate. Um, you know, you can let fans react however they want in the media up in Boston before things settle in. Um, so well-timed, great move by Boston. No-brainer. Um, not so good news. Then this will carry into the uh, other topics. Lonzo Ball is pretty much is almost a hundred percent out for the year at this point. I don't know if they've officially said it, but it is pretty much at this point he is not able to run and cut still. Um, and to be honest, I'm if I'm 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 the Bulls. I'm very worried about his long term health because this started last season. This isn't just from the beginning of this season. This has been like a season and a half. To me, the biggest problem is that the three ball brothers seem like the obvious choice to replace the Antetokounmpo's in the All-Star game in 2024. So I need Lonzo to be healthy. No, no, just put LeVar out there. Like, oh, the, oh Le- Leangelo, not Lonzo. Sorry, whoever you are. <laughs> oh, Slamello. Lamello, Leangelo, and LeVar you, you forgot Seems the like, actual I forgot good the actual brother. good one. <laughs> But yeah, you have four of them, so you only need three. But the the ball the ball family should really replace the end of the Kumpos next year. But regardless, no, this is obviously an issue, especially because like we talked about before, the Bulls are in a position where they need to make a run for the playoffs. They're right there. We don't have it up in front of us, but there's something like a half a game out of ninth. I mean, they're the Wizards, the Patriots, and the Bulls are all right there. Um, so any help they can get is going to be huge. Um, now the the good news is this isn't like he got injured yesterday. And he's been a contributor. He's been out for a while already. The news just went from bad to worse. So in, in that sense, it's actually better than a guy suddenly, you know, right, you know, break, you know, breaking a leg and being out. Um, the, they but did, they were definitely banking on him coming back. Yes, but they and because they they found out that he's not coming back, they did make a move. Finally, they uh, signed Patrick Beverly, who was um, bought out. Yeah, and this is this is a great move for them because aside from Beverly being an obvious, he's from Chicago. you know Phil and being a good fit in Chicago, like you said, the dude is also the the he's currently the all the winningest winner in the league, right? If you have Patrick Beverly, you are expected to make the playoffs, and and whether you buy into stats or not, um, Patrick Beverly makes the playoffs. That's just a universal truth, you know. Um, when he is on a team, they are better, um, and so. Um, adding him to a team that is right on, you know, I think they're 11 or 12 right now, but they're right in there. You would expect that his attitude and, you know, his, um, you know, what he brings to the locker room should be enough. Cause again, with all due respect to the wizards, the Pacers, they're, they're not world eaters. You know, he can easily, uh, or I shouldn't say he, they can easily pass those guys. Um, so this is a great move for them to not just, pick a guy who can because they're jo, 11th. you know John they're 11th right now but they're they're what they're two games out they're two games there we go we're back um you know this is uh, um things um so I I think they can easily make their way into the playoffs, which again they, they clearly want to do because they're they're not catching, you know, like Charlotte or Detroit for the bottom four. But this this is not a good spot. Hope 
I, I'm not sure if this is enough to push them. Um, there's some locker room issues, and but like we said with the uh, Raptors, winning cures all. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to a couple other buyouts that were signed. Um, we have Russell Westbrook has signed with the Clippers, or is in the process of, I don't know if these are technically official yet, but he is being bought out. He is planning to sign with the Clippers. No surprise there whatsoever. I think we even talked about that during our trade deadline. Um, yeah, we had, we had said that when you looked at them moving Reggie Jackson and um, you know everyone who they moved, it was to bring in Russell Westbrook. And so, first of all, just to, I think the best way to say this is, you know, we obviously we don't film live. If you're if you're thinking this is live, sorry, spoiler, you're not watching us live. Um, by the time you are watching this, Russell Westbrook will be a Clipper. So it's it's a done deal by the time this airs. Um, this is a great move for the Clippers because we know that Westbrook's one sort of weakness is that he, um, you know, it's his shooting effectively. But this is a team where depending on, they're still figuring out their rotations, but Westbrook should either end up in a lineup with Kawhi Leonard or Eric Gordon. Hint, he doesn't need to be the primary shooter in any rotation he's with. Um, so whether he's a starter or whether they decide to let Bones Highland start and he comes off the bench and he's next to Eric Gordon, you know, the Clippers have done a great job. They have a number of, of guards there who can be either, um, you know, ball dominant twos or true point guards. And so they can kind of mess around. Terrence Mann is there too. He's another one. He can either shoot or he can, you know, facilitate. So they've really done a good job where they can kind of hide Russell Westbrook, which I know doesn't sound like a, an exciting word, but they can, they can effectively good ball, like golf ball mover. I mean, really that's right. So they can put him with the four guys who he's going to best help, you know, because all of basically other than Paul George starting, you know, this entire team, everyone's willing to come off the bench. Everyone's willing to start. It's a very unselfish team. And I think they'll figure out the right first string, second string where they can use him as a general. And let's not forget, this is easy for him. He played for the Lakers. So he doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to do anything. Right. He knows His what life the LA is not changing. Right. He in knows that what sense. the LA he's media just expects of him. Switching which locker room he's walking into. Right. This is this is you're absolutely right. This is a, a And that that cannot be understated for uh, like professional athletes are humans. Yeah. We forget this. Yeah. No, you're but they're right. they're humans. They have daily routines that they do and if by by all of a sudden going from LA to let's say he ended up with Washington Wizards again. Right. That would that could really I mean, was well, is a bad example because he had it or uh, you know, he was there, but, but let's say the Brooklyn Nets. Right. That would have been terrible for him because he has to now figure out a whole new routine. His family's not going to uproot because their his kids are in school. They're going to continue the school year. He'll have to come to the East Coast by himself, and that's just that that doesn't go well. You, you're not mentally in the right spot when during those types of scenarios. Um, so good for him in that. Good for the Clippers. I like this a lot. Uh, Reggie Jackson to Denver. I think that that's what makes sense. They got rid of Bones Highland. This is just that, that's really a no brainer. Yeah. For sure. Um, Terrence Ross to Phoenix makes sense. Phoenix likes to is is always looking for a wing. He fits in right. They can use a little more depth. He's there not the like you know he's not an amazing player at this point in his career, but he's good enough. Right. And again, for for as Kevin Durant's getting healthy, he can play those starting three minutes. So um, you know they 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 do a good. That and I mean, him and Baisley can be a good three and four off the bench, so good job there. Uh, Holiday 
Justin Holiday to the Dallas Mavericks. I I'm not really sure which Holiday brother this is. There's like eight of them. He's the small. Also, forward. we could use them. He oh the holiday oh yes the holidays should be in the next All Star weekend. Yeah, it bravo. Could a, it could be a holiday weekend. Nailed it. Um, so Justin Holiday, if you missed it, got traded to Houston uh, during the trade deadline. Immediately got bought out. Um, he's basically gonna. He's a small forward. He's he's the small forward holiday. Um, he's gonna re- take over for uh, Doriel Smith Finney's minutes. That's, that's a, uh, makes sense. Good, what you're doing good, there. good job, Dallas. Um, so yeah, that's a no brainer there too. Um, Danny Green to Cleveland, 100 makes sense. Cleveland was been looking for a small forward. This just fits it perfect. If you go back to our trade deadline special, I wanted them to trade for Lonnie Walker. If you remember, they've needed a backup shooting guard forever. This this to me is actually the biggest and best buyout, you know, of, of the buyout season. I love this move. He's a traditional three and D Karis Levert is always a question to stay healthy. Uh, this is a no brainer. Love this for Cleveland. Kevin love to Miami. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I understand it, but at the same time, he could have got elsewhere. Uh, listen, Miami has a, has a, let me see how to word this without sounding offensive to Jimmy Butler. Miami can explode at any minute. Um, we saw it last year where Jimmy Butler kind of lost his mind in April. Um, Kevin Love is the ultimate punching bag. Um, so in that sense, it makes sense. Uh, you know, put Kevin Love down there um, where if all of a sudden they go on a three-game losing streak in the middle of March, let Kevin Love take it. You know, we know he can. Um, in the meantime, he gets to go from, with all the respect to Cleveland, um, he gets to go to where it's 40 degrees warmer. Um, he gets oh, it's to – Oh, LeBron. He's literally doing LeBron. He's literally LeBroning it. Um you know, we know that their power forward um, spot has not been, especially their backup power forward spot, it's not been great for years because, you know, Udonis Haslam just kind of fills in when he needs to. Um, so now Kevin Love can kind of be that backup, or he can probably be a starting four also. Um, so I, it's a it's a good move. It's They'd just, be so undersized with him and Bam. I understand Bam plays bigger than his his size. Yeah, but. he's 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 more likely the six man. Um, but re- regardless, I'm I'm with you. In, inherently, it's an odd fit, um, but I think socially it makes more sense than it does physically. Because remember, we know that Miami gets you know think about all the minutes they get out of guys like Gabe Vincent. I mean, they're they're not a team that needs stars. And say what you want about Kevin Love, he's a name in this league. You know, Miami loves being blue collar the last couple years. So in that sense, he doesn't fit. But he fits in the sense that Miami loves that sort of underdog attitude. And Kevin Love, ever since LeBron kind of trashed him, has been an underdog more than he hasn't. Say what you want, but you got to admit that's that's true. Kevin so, Love, retire and join us. Kevin Love, anytime you want to be on the show, we Kevin love you, buddy. Come on by. Open invite, Kevin Love. Uh, sorry, let's let's clarify. Kevin Love. The professional, current professional basketball player. Let's, we don't want any random Kevin Loves coming on our show. Yes, yes. The the my the current Miami Heat Kevin Love. We want you. All right. Um. Uh. John Wall. Uh, the Serge Ibaka still have not signed as of right now. So originally, Serge Ibaka will end up being a tenth man somewhere. Bravo. He's he's great anywhere he goes. John Wall's interesting because originally it was supposed to be Pat Bev to Minnesota. John Wall to Chicago. So now Pat Bev goes to Chicago. And I'm not saying John Wall is going to Minnesota. I'm by no means reporting that. Do not put that on me. But if John Wall ends up in Minnesota, my God, is that a lot of personality in a, in a town that's not terribly known for personality. I don't know if the world is ready for John Wall being the backup point guard on that team. 
but secretly I kind of hope it happens. Um, otherwise, John Wall to Portland makes a lot of sense for reasons we're going to talk about in a minute. And aside from those two teams, I really have no idea where he belongs. Really? He might be the odd man out. Um, I mean, yeah, you can you can theoretically you can put him on any contender and just let him play 12 minutes a night, you know, as a microwave offense guy. Um, but in terms of Dallas where he can play serious, serious, serious minutes, it's probably either Minnesota or Portland right now. Dallas uh, they can have another thousand point guard that has no defense. <laughs> that team is going to just try and win 190 to 170. We have one goal. Get to 200 points first. Jeez. So, oh, my God. That'd be so bad. I, I'd root for it. I'd, it'd be fun. I'd watch every game. But, man, that'd be terrible. Uh, and our closing segment is about Anthony Simon. He's out four to six weeks. Uh, it's pretty tough. Yeah, and that's where John Wall comes into play. Portland loses Anthony Simons. Now, they are going to update the injury status on him this week when we come out of the All-Star break, so maybe it's not that bad. But the initial report was four to six weeks. And just to put it into perspective, the injury that he has is the same injury Justice Winslow has. Justice Winslow sustained that injury on December 21st. He's not back yet, guys. It's been It's been over eight weeks. Justice Winslow. Not back. Now, I get that Simons doesn't have the injury history that Justice Winslow has, but if this ends up being eight to ten weeks, you're A, you're going into the playoffs. But B, if you have Anthony Simons in a in a you know in a in a fantasy league, I mean you lost Anthony I mean, Simons. They, they're very close to five hundred record wise. They're twenty eight and thirty. So them Oh God, it's gonna be so tough. This team is is not resilient. I should sorry, Kilroy brings us back to an even more important point. They're currently a half game out of the play-in, so they're playing for their lives to begin with. So even if they make the playoffs, you're not sure if you have them for the start of the playoffs as he follows the Justice Winslow timeline. But they're now going to try and make the play-in without Anthony Simons, who has been, you know, incredible for them. He's been at times their best player, depending on how you define best. It's, it's him and Dame, or you know, one A and one B. Um, so this is going to be really tough, considering this team never had a backup point guard and now needs secondary scoring. This is why I say John Wall makes a ton of sense going to Portland. Um, if not John Wall, I don't know who, because this team is now completely devoid of scoring. They already have a, a, a negative plus minus, albeit negative one-tenth uh, one of a point. So, I mean, they're basically as mediocre as you can be. They need something to get them over the hump. We know that Utah, I still don't believe that they're going to be there. Oklahoma City's the 10 right now. I don't believe that either, but the Lakers we know are going to be, LeBron's not going to break, you know, he's not going to just give up and the Lakers have a very easy end last 10, 15 games. So the Lakers are, where are they? They're one and a half games behind Portland. I'd be more worried about the Lakers chasing me than the Thunder, you know, holding me off. But regardless, there's a, a muddle for teams nine through 13 in the West and Portland has to do something quick. Cause this is a huge, huge loss. Even if he's only out four weeks, it's still a huge loss. Hmm. Well, thank you all so much for watching. Remember, like, share, subscribe, ring that notification bell, comment down below. Uh, what do you think the Bulls should do hmm. this offseason? I like that. Let's hear from our Chicago fans.
Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner both resign with Phoenix Mercury. Obviously, that's a big win for them, but that's got to feel good for Brianna DeGall. Big shout-out to her. Big shout-out to the WNBA. Big shout-out to all of you. Love you guys. Bye.